Jay Miller here, back with another uh, pit reflection for the Productivity in Tech podcast. I hope y'all have been enjoying these. I've been enjoying making them, and it seems like a way for me to be able to continue to talk with folks that are enjoying the content, but at the same time, also create content on a more frequent basis without it being this gigantic process. You know, it, the turnaround on these are really simple. It's I record, I master, and then I release. I really should, they should, I wonder if the audio industry is going to get rid of the term mastering. Um, I don't know. But I wanted to talk with y'all, not about that, but about the email service that everyone can't help but to talk about, and that is, hey, um, let me start by saying this. The Basecamp team last, or this earlier this year, or let me start by saying this. The Basecamp team has done a really good job with advocating for users rights now i have feels because i truly believe that the rights of the user should be at the forefront of thought when it comes to development uh a friend of mine jamie and i have even i don't know if i don't think it's on record but off record have even stated that there should be some form of ethics code in terms of development, just as doctors are told to do no harm. I think that a lot of the issues that have come up with privacy violations and things like that could be resolved with a similar Hippocratic oath for programmers. However, I understand it is also a capitalistic society that I live in, and therefore any way that you can uh, create an income or a life for yourself, then you have the right to exercise it within reason. Um, and we have decided that information is extremely valuable and that we are a willing to sacrifice our own information to save money or we are willing to pay a premium to safeguard that same data so what does it have to do with hey for those who don't know hey is an email service that has privacy at the forefront it is designed to be the re definition of what email is. Uh, it promises that you will have a fresh start with email. It has some interesting features that I, again, haven't had the opportunity to try. So all of this is coming from the perspective of someone on the outside looking in. Um, but from what I've seen, they have this thing called an 
Imbox, which is kind of this, hey, here's stuff that you can read at your leisure. Um, they have this other thing where like they will automatically block tracking pixels, which we'll talk about later. Uh, and ultimately you can pay a total of $100 a year for this service. Um, so where do we start? Let's start with the uh, information that, okay, so Apple decided that they were not going to allow this application in the App Store, or at least not allow updates. It wasn't supposed to be allowed at all. It got rejected on the Mac App Store, but all of those things happened. And of course, Basecamp did, well, the leadership at Basecamp did what they tend to do, which is be very loud, be very vocal. Of course, the community that gathers around those people have, were also very loud and very vocal. It became a very big deal in Apple tech news because at the same time that this was happening, uh, the EU has also opened up an investigation on antitrust practices, uh, monopolistic tendencies, and all those things. And the U.S. has also been doing something as well to kind of limit the size and influence that major U.S. tech companies have in the world. I, for one, can say that I am somewhat indifferent on DHH and, and Jason, uh, I don't know if it's Freed or Fried. Uh, that tells you exactly how much. I think it's Jason Freed. Uh, I don't want to disrespect him by not calling him the right name. I'm just going to say Jason. Um, yeah, I'm kind of indifferent towards them. Uh, I'm not a Ruby on Rails person. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, the other side of that is I am a big fan of their primary software, Basecamp. And I am a listener to their podcast, Rework. I do think that what they tend to do by putting bad technology practices to task is a good thing for those industries. Uh, the way that they attacked how ads work within podcasting. I mean, there's a reason why Pitt as a whole doesn't just do dynamic insertion ads. I mean, again, there's... There's like levels to this. So the Productivity and Tech podcast does not have a large enough audience that it would make sense for me to reach out to someone and just be like, hey, you know, want to advertise on my show? But at the same time, there are now methods that you can use to throw ads on your podcast and generate revenue off of it, even if you don't have a large audience. Now... Some of the things that go into doing that all become an extreme overreach of privacy, in my opinion. Uh, but we're not talking about that. We can talk about that some other time. If someone wants to uh, remind me about that, just send me a tweet over at uh, on Twitter at KJY Miller, or you can email me info at productivityintech.com. So, like I said, I'm indifferent towards DHH and Jason. I like Basecamp as a tool. I think Basecamp does project management in a way that collabor collaboratively allows for teams to work asynchronously in a much more fluid way by combining communication, documentation, and project management all in one space. I think they do it better than 
many, if not all of the other project managers that I've tried uh, in terms of, of working as a team. I like Basecamp as a tool. To me, Hey is not designed to be the base camp of email. It's just not. Um, so I can't use my, I can't use the fact that I like Basecamp as a tool to influence my thoughts on Hey, because they're just not the same thing. Uh, one of the things that came up was there was like the idea of like, who is Hey for? Is Hey for professional use? Is Hey for business use? Um, Apple thinks that Hey is for strictly professional use, which is why there's some, or sorry, strictly for um, consumer use and not for professional use. Uh, but I'm not getting into that. The Basecamp team has said that it's for both, although they have some weird things that you have to do to kind of use hey as a business tool and also we'll get into that later but i want to start by looking at the price a hundred dollars a year i have been on record on this very podcast saying that i would prefer to pay for my email service because it lets me know that the service has a better chance of survival um, that's why I do use the email service that I currently use of Superhuman because I like the features, not all the features, but I like the features that I use, I enjoy, and I have confidence that the service will stick around. Uh, I used to be a Newton user because I liked the features. However, Newton has shown a pattern of not being able to stick around given their price, which I don't know if that's because of the ownership. I don't know if that's because of the size or the scale of the team, a uh, bunch of things. And then of course, every other email service out there, I either have a problem with the price or the features or a lack thereof, or uh, I could not just get used to it and I'm set in my ways. So when I look at Hey, in my first thought, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's cheaper than Superhuman. And because it's made by Basecamp, I'm sure that there will be a feature set or a way to use the service in a way that I, I will like. It's easy to use. It's easy to understand. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm kind of getting burned on the, the Basecamp-ish UI. Everything kind of smooth and curvy uh, and bubbly. Uh, I'm just not a bubbly person, I guess. That's my thing. But the price for hay does not bother me. I think $100 a year is a fine price. If you pay for any type of professional email, um, you're probably paying somewhere between 5 and $10 a month. So, I mean, that's between $60 to $120 a year around there anyway. So... They give you an email. They give you a at hey.com. Uh, I think that's fine. I'm going to skip the second one that I put down in my notes and go straight to features. Um, the privacy notices. Um, I understand what they're trying to do by letting you feel at ease knowing that your privacy has been safe. I personally am more of a fan of let's do things silently and if you want to know what they are put them behind a, a space i don't know if Basecamp can do anything silently or the team not the team at Basecamp. i don't know if it's in their 
ecosystem or in their mindset. I think that's one of the things that they're proud of is like we are vocal, we are loud about the decisions that we make because we have spent a lot of time making them. I works for some people, doesn't work for others. For me, I'm personally kind of eh, whatever. I'd rather it just do it and not shout, hey, look, I did a thing. Give me a, you know, a dog treat or something. But hey, cool, whatever. It creates a good marketing experience for them and opportunities for people to, um, you know, talk about the amazing things that are happening. Uh, in terms of features, the whole newsletter, separate inbox thing, the screening of your inbox, um, those features are interesting because I just don't think they're necessary. Uh, I mean, that's kind of my, my stance on it. Let's see. I'm on their website now. Uh, screen emails like you screen calls. Okay, first of all, I don't really, I screen my calls by not answering my phone unless I know who it is. And I kind of screen my emails the same way. Like if I don't know who you are or why you're emailing me, then I'm just going to delete it. Um, And then I get to decide if I want to hear from them again or not. I mean, okay, so block lists. Uh, fix bad subjects without burst without busting threads. Uh, if you don't start a thread, you're often stuck in other people's generic, nondescriptive email subjects. With hey, you can rename a subject so it makes sense without changing things for the other person. Oh, okay. Um, it doesn't bother me that much. I, I just I don't know. It just doesn't bother me that much. That's all I can say about that. Often, if I'm working on something like this, I will link to the email thread uh again superhuman you have like a url that you can link to that will take you to that email uh so if i use something like hook if i have a note i can hook the email to that document or if i have you know if i were using a digital project manager i guess it would be the same way i would just add that link so i don't i mean again subject a lot of the people that i work with they just put their whatever they want in the subject header anyway so i don't really care um Everyone hates their bloated inbox. They use a focused I'm box instead. Uh, it's where important immediate emails go from people or services you care about, not random read receipts or I rarely read these new letters, newsletters and stuff like that. I mean, okay, cool. That's filtering. Other services have done filtering. That's okay. Uh, find files without digging through threads. Uh, if you're looking for an attachment, why should you have to find an email first? That's backwards. You get an attachment library. I mean, I have a filter. <laughs> I, I, I think what I'm saying is a lot of their features are kind of the, I mean, their features are just filters. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find one that isn't. Built-in reply laters. Most email services have that now where you can get in, you know, if you want to send something, you can send it. Oh, okay, I get it to reply later so you send it at a different time yet most of them have send laters most of them have like retread emails so they come back uh newsletters and stuff like that references later and things like that you can put them in a little pile okay that sounds like an archive blocking email spies we're gonna get to that um merge separate emails into one so you can keep everything together on a single page that's cool 
I wish that was the thing that they were talking about is that like if you have multiple emails that are all part of the same conversation, you can kind of bundle them into a single conversation. That's the first feature that I've had. Technically, it could be a filter, but that's, that would be a really annoying thing to set up. I like this feature. I think this is amazing. And I'm starting to realize this probably should have been a video since I'm literally just scrolling through the website and reading it out loud. Um, say you have seven emails. Why do you have to open one, close one, open one, close one, close one? Oh, whatever. Okay. Um, sure. So you can put them, you can have them all viewed and then you just do what you want with them. That's fine. Uh, focus and reply. Sure. Bundle dominating senders into one. Okay. So they're doing a lot of, okay. So I will say they are doing a lot of cool stuff. However, I think that this would all be great if it were use any email and you have the ability to do all of this stuff. Again, is it a, is it a cool service? Yes. Is it feature rich? Absolutely. I personally don't think that all of this stuff, I feel like it's, it's going to make me want to spend more time in my email. And just like when I was doing my onboarding with superhuman, just like when I have talked to other people about email, my goal is not to spend time in email. Like it's not to spend focused time. It's not to spend unfocused time. My goal is to get the message and get out. <laughs> that is it for me. So if I had a service that was like, we're going to help you get the email that you need and get out of your email. If, I mean, honestly, when it comes to writing email, I use drafts to, con to write the email copy. And then I open up, you know, my email and then address who it's going to paste in the email, send, close my email. When I go to check my email, I literally look at the headers. If it's something that I shouldn't be getting, then you know, I, I kind of do like a quick filtering using the key commands in Superhuman. Or if I'm on my phone, I have swipe gestures to where I can literally say select all of these, unsubscribe and delete from all of them, you know, reply to whatever. Again, if I know what the reply is, if it's a quick reply, I reply in the app. If it's something that I need to think about, I immediately close the app, open up drafts, and then think about my message. Uh, so I don't think that they're doing anything that is profound. I think what they're doing is making a really nice email app and sure, perfectly fine. I'm even okay with it being a hundred dollars a year still. Now the moment we've all been waiting for privacy. So Hey is super big on privacy. Now Hey is designed to be a platform, which means you start out with your own Hey account. Like everything that you want to use in Hey has to belong to Hey. Like you can't use your Gmail account, your Outlook. You can't use ProtonMail. You can't use any of those things. Uh, you have to have a Hey account. Now they spin it as a, this is what's best for you. This is to help you be, you know, a fresh start and all those things. I mean, if you need that, sure, that's fine. I personally don't need that, so I can't really be excited about that. 
no consent, no attention. Um, if you don't want them emailing you or whatever, then you can block them, I'm guessing. Okay, see, the minute they send their email, it's at the top of your inbox and your face buzzing in your pocket. Uh, again, so they've disabled notifications by default. That's fine. Um, unless you've told them that it's okay. So, I mean, that's cool. I mean, it, it's working from we're not going to notify you to begin with. I'm personally okay with email notifications. I'm not getting a ton of email. Uh, the email that I get, I have kind of pruned over the years. So when I do get something, in most cases, it's something I'm expecting. If it's something that I'm not expecting, it doesn't start in my inbox, or maybe it does, it just gets marked as read or gets sent somewhere because I don't get notifications about emails all the time. I just don't. So I don't know why or what I, I guess over the years, I've just done a good job with making sure that I don't get a ton of email that I'm not interested in. Um, sure. <laughs> I mean, I'll, so I don't, we're talking about privacy, right? So the big thing in privacy is the tracking pixel and the fact that they're not, they're allowing you to curate your stuff and they're not using something like AI. Uh, sure. Okay. So the tracking pixel thing, I'm a marketer. Marketers use tracking pixels. It has become kind of a default as using a tracking pixel for personal reasons. I tend to not focus on that very much. Like I said, in most cases, I'm not really concerned about whether or not someone has immediately read my email. Uh, there was a like etiquette of communication kind of thing that was really popular about five years ago that talked about what's the best way to communicate with someone. And it, it all depended on the urgency of it effectively the importance and the urgency so like if it's something that you want to hear about you know immediately you call them because that forces them to talk to you one-to-one -one. um if you something you know you need something within like an hour maybe you send a text message if you need something with in like a couple of hours you'd send it like by a slack or whatever y'all have identified as the secondary thing and then last but not least is email <laughs> so uh again i'm often emailing people only when they've asked me to even when i get guests for the podcast here here's how this pattern works i will tweet them i will either send them a dm or i'll add them if i can't dm them i usually try to dm them because I, I just feel i don't like talking in public unless i'm like addressing a group so I'll DM the person, hey, I have a show. I want you to be on the show. Are you down? They come back and they go, sure, email me with the information. So then that's when I email them with the information. At that point, I'm done. It's I'm not expecting them to respond or do something five minutes from now. I'm not expecting them to do something immediately. If they want to be on the show, they will click the link and they will do the thing. They have given me their email address. They are now expecting me to email them so now there is this etiquette that's happened uh, in terms of newsletters and things like that. Most newsletters that I have, I send straight to my RSS reader. I don't send to my email address. Uh, Feedbin gives you an email address that you can use to kind of send RSS feeds that way. 
so I don't have to worry much about them tracking that unless they're tracking my RSS reader. And then I have no idea how Feedbin is handling that. So cool, sure, whatever. If they get that, they get that. If they don't, they don't. The only information I feel like they're getting at that point is they're getting the IP address from the server, maybe? I, I don't know. Or they're getting the um, information. That's actually a really interesting thing. I would love to see how, uh, what a newsletter, what information a newsletter can get if you subscribe using an RSS reader instead of your email. I would be interested to find out about that. Um, in terms of privacy outside of that, and as far as UTM links and things like that, I use a pie hole. Uh, for those that don't know, a pie hole is a Raspberry Pi. Uh, it's a service for Raspberry Pi that allows you to use your Raspberry Pi as a ad blocker and anti-tracking tool. Um, I don't use it necessarily to block. Well, I do use it to block ads, but not because I don't really want like shadow profiles created for me mostly because ads have become overrun on the internet and it really creates a poor experience for the end user. Um, at the time of recording this, I actually have to have my pie hole turned off because my wife has a few games that she enjoys playing and you literally cannot play the game because it refuses to serve you an ad for it, which causes the game to crash. Um, I think that's hilarious. I think no game should crash if it doesn't have ads that serve it, but I think that ultimately that's something that Apple needs to fix, not necessarily my email service, if that makes sense. So I'm gonna wrap this up really quick by saying this. Hey, if you are getting a ton of email and you feel like I should declare email bankruptcy and I want a service that is just gonna work for me, and right now I'm going to say, and you're not an iOS user, because again, if the, if the app isn't on iOS, then that's kind of a deal breaker. Most people check their email on their phone nowadays. It, it is what it is. So if you are that person using Android, using Windows or, or Mac OS, you're not really using your iPhone all that much for email and you are in that category and you want a fresh start on your email sure try it why not that's that's great if you want to start a crusade over every privacy infraction that is being committed on the internet then sure hey hey is going to help prevent that and you know it's going to help keep your data safe um if you are not comfortable create you know exercising good data security practices then hey it's great for great for you then by all means do you give your mom a hey account well i shouldn't say that i'm not gonna say that should you give someone who is not technologically capable or technologically adept a hey account probably not because they're not going to want to use the app they're going to use whatever the most simple app that they're comfortable using because they've been using it forever is it's, it's, yeah, I, I think that Hey is solving a problem that they have, that they want other people to have that most people genuinely just do not care about, but pretend they do because of who is shouting at them saying you have this problem. I think Hey is benefiting from 
the fact that their CEOs are very boisterous, and that's not a bad thing. I think Hay is benefiting from the scandal that is Apple and their App Store policies, which probably do need to be changed, but ultimately it's Apple's store. I'm not going to I'm not going to be upset with them for making a decision like that. And lastly, do I think that Hay should continue going on these crusades? about other companies and other services that use tracking pixels? Probably not, in all honesty. Um, Superhuman using a tracking pixel to show whether or not an email has been read or unread. For some people, that's important. For others, it's not. I think that it's how you use a tool like that that matters. Um, Again, I don't personally do it unless I'm like, oh, hey, I thought so-and-so was going to schedule a podcast interview. Oh, they haven't even opened the email up yet. So probably not. (laughs) I can just go about my business. Um, Or they have. Okay, they have. Maybe life's come up. Like, I'm not using it as blackmail on somebody. I don't think that most people are using it as a blackmail, you know, for someone. Ultimately, I I think they don't care. I I don't think most superhuman users are using it in some nefarious way. Just like with the whole IP tracking or location tracking thing, that superhuman did that they were like, Oh, you know, we screwed up. We're sorry about it. I had, I don't even, I still to this day don't know how to use that, that service. If you can, I've never used it. I have no desire to use it. I don't really care where my people are coming from when they're tweeting, uh, things like that. And if I really want to know their general location, um, there are other ways to do it that are just as easy, like going on Twitter and using where they publicly display their location as. And then if it's that big of a deal, I just ask them, like, hey, it says you're here. Is that true? Like, whatever. Again, I don't know. I don't. Mailchimp is not sending their emails through Superhuman so to get all this information. They're pinging your IP address. They're using tracking pixels, just like all these other services are. Um, sure, cool. Okay, whatever. Uh, there are google analytics like if you're using google analytics you're using mailchimp you're using all these tools and you have a problem with email security you need to be slapped because you're doing the same thing that you're protecting yourself from uh if you're using something like fathom analytics and proton mail and all these other things i mean one you're going to be so tied into those ecosystems that you're not going to want to use a service like hey uh, because it involves you being tied into their ecosystem as well if you have some crusade against everyone that Jason Fried and DHH have a crusade against, then okay. Uh, that's your business. I, you're not listening to this anyway, and you probably already have the app installed. I don't know. I don't know what it is that Hay is trying to do that can't already be done with good security practices and just general not living in your email. But again, that's just how I roll. I'm sure there are other people out there that live in their email that don't practice good security practices that need a service that's going to do it for them. Yeah, okay, that's true. Again, they're probably also not the people listening to this. So... That being said, I'm going to wrap it up with my overall thoughts. Again, as someone from the outside looking in on, hey, is it for me? Or is it for you? I don't know. Is it for me? No. 
Um, is it the price that does it? No. Is it the privacy that does it? No. It's the features that do it. I mean, I don't really care. It's just email. I don't need my email to be a Tesla. I don't need my email to be the spanking new thing. I need my email to get out of my way and give me my emails. If you have liked this episode of Productivity Intact Podcast, then first of all, I want to thank you for being a part of our community. You're absolutely awesome. If someone has sent a link to this bonus feed to you, then thank you so much to them for getting the message out. We do have this bonus feed. It is available for free to everyone inside of our community. If you are getting this and you're not part of the community, that's fine. I don't really care. Uh, if you want to be a part of the community, you need to DM me on Twitter at KJYMiller or you need to email me info at productivityintech.com. We do vet our members. The membership is free. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can do that. But again, you need to email me productivityintech.com. Uh, we will send you the link that you can use to support this show and many of the other projects that I have going on. But that's going to do it for this episode. This was originally going to be like a primary episode. And then I realized I'm just rambling. So the only people that will enjoy hearing this are the people that enjoy hearing me ramble. So I have been Jay Miller. I hope we've been productive and it is Father's Day as I'm recording this. So I'm going to go celebrate Father's Day with my family. Y'all have a great evening.